Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. You hear that new music in the background? I'll tell you about it in a second. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We have got a great show in store for you. If you have a moment, you can rate and review the show. It really helps us reach new friends, and we'd appreciate it. But before we get into today's episode, I want to take a moment and tell you about our incredible partners, GEMS. GEMS is a ministry that is all about girls' spiritual growth. GEMS stands for Girls Everywhere Meeting the Savior, G-E-M-S. And they've been serving girls and walking alongside moms and mentors and ministry leaders for over 60 years, helping them lead girls into authentic relationships with Jesus. GEMS provides resources for girls that help them deepen their faith and remind them they are loved, period, by God. There's just nothing like the transformation that takes place when we understand how deeply God loves us. GEMS has put together a gift guide for the girls and women in your life, and all these gifts remind them that they are loved, period, by God. Whether the girl on your list is 8 or 88, give her intentional gifts of love, connection, and engagement. Share the number one thing she has needed to hear this Christmas season. You are loved. Find the gift guide and more at gemsloved.org. That's G-E-M-S-L-O-V-E-D dot O-R-G. And when you use our exclusive code, T-S-F GEMS20, that's T-S-F-G-E-M-S-2-0, you receive 20% off any gift you purchase through the end of 2020. Y'all do it. So whether you're on a road trip or at home for this holiday, you can find fun freebies to help connect with your girls this season at gemsloved.org. That's G-E-M-S-L-O-V-E-D dot O-R-G. And now for the conversation with our guest today, you guys are not even ready for this fun. Chris Llewellyn and Gareth Gilkison from Rend Collective are here, and they have new Christmas music. Their album is called A Jolly Irish Christmas, Volume 2, and the song we'll be using starting today all the way through December is their version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Make sure you get the whole album, but this song is one of our favorites. In fact, if you're new around here on Monday— starts our 12 days of Christmas. What does that mean? That means that we have got 12 shows in a row coming at you starting on Monday. But we always love to start with the musician who is letting us use the music and this conversation. You're just going to love it. I just think the absolute world of these dudes. So here's my conversation with Chris and Gareth from Rend Collective. Okay, there goes that one. I need y'all to know that this is not my strength is hitting record. And multiple <laughs> times I've done like have missed a microphone across the table or something. Yeah. <laughs> but so I have to focus during that. Chris and Gareth, thank you guys for joining me today. I'm so excited. Pleasure. Thank you. I mean, having Irish guys on feels like a little bit of a dream come true. So this is just the best. We're just bringing all we can, aren't yeah. we, Chris? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but we've got an accent. You'll discover that's about the height of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Okay, let me, I told y'all before we started, actually, will y'all first introduce yourselves so that as people are listening, they can connect voice with name. So kind of say who you are and these kinds of things. Tell me something. Yeah. So my name's Chris. I'm the lead singer of Ryan Collective. And uh, yeah, I don't have the most typically Irish accent. And so I, I feel a little bit self-conscious in this moment as people are trying to work out my voice. What as soon as you hear Gareth, he'll he'll give you what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so what is yours? Are you do you have a are you from different regions or something like your parents? Actually, only oh. about 10 minutes away from each other. It's just, <laughs> we just went to different schools. I'll leave it at that. Oh, someone's more posh <laughs> than the other? 
Well, yeah, but even it doesn't even it's not quite that. Gareth just choose choose a different path. Somehow, I somehow (laughs) even my poor middle class mother asked me, (laughs) "Why have you got such a lower class accent? Like, why are you why do you sound so uncouth?" And I have honestly no, I have no answer except maybe subconsciously I felt more attracted to the lower class Mm. friends of mine. Not sure. (laughs) Here we are, but. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my name's Gareth, and I'm the lower class uh, member of Ren Collective. If if Ren Collective was the Titanic, I would be on the bottom. Oh, however, no. however, we are Ren Collective are all Irish, so we are all on the bottom, right, That's of true. the Titanic. But at the bottom of the Titanic, Chris would be closer to the top than mm. I would. That's right. I would be working on the Titanic at the bottom. I, I would be right. Yeah. yeah. I right. will be in the corner with a bottle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the problem is I'm not sure America, well, uh, let me not speak for our entire country. I'm not sure my ears, even as someone who lived in the UK, I'm not sure my ears would have known. Maybe I will the longer we talk, but I'm not okay. sure I would have known a distinct difference. It's but, probably because Chris will use bigger words than I will. Okay. It's no, the vocab, not just the accent. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd say that it's, might be it. It's my verbosity that's going to be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but both of y'all currently and your families live in Nashville, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did y'all stay in Nashville during the whole pandemic? Will you back me up and tell me about your February, March? And did you go back to Northern Ireland? Did you stay here? What did y'all do as can- concerts canceled and life canceled. Yeah, so we actually uh we came back from our the beginnings of our world tour. So we got Australia and New Zealand done and then started a week of our US tour and then obviously everything happened to us. The the great apocalypse happened and then we actually wound up staying in Nashville because at that time you didn't know how long we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh we kind of thought, oh, it's going to be great. It'll be 4 weeks and we'll be back on the road again. Okay. Um and then it spiraled out of control. So uh, we held off as long as we could, but then uh, both of us went back to Ireland for a little bit in the summer there. The advantage of having the kind of visas that we have is that people are actually allowing us to travel in both directions, which oh, is amazing. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we were back in Ireland. Uh, I just came back a couple of weeks ago and was there for about three months, actually. It was it was a really sweet time. It's a really good place to quarantine. I would recommend it to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> the outdoors it's all we got in ireland is the mm-hmm. outdoors so we're we've got the best things are all are what you need during quarantine yeah but we almost we went back and then they almost didn't let our family back into america <gasps> what because well chris has the advantage of he's married an american mm. so uh. like He's he's kind of good. I'm I'm still on that lower deck uh, type <laughs> uh, visa class. So uh, my wife and I are, are are both from Northern Ireland. So we're trying to get back in. We we need to get our visa renewed every year. And the uh, the U.S. consulate in Belfast said no, thank you. Uh, we're not letting anybody back in. And then I thought I know what I'll do. I'll use my children yeah. as yeah. ammunition. So. Uh, we did the old, we have three anchor babies, mm-hmm. as they are uh, called, I believe. All three kids were born in the U.S. So I just replied and said, I need to get my American children back to school. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, the consulate replied and said, I'm so sorry, Mr. Gilkison, please send your visa in and we'll have it back to you in a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. And I'm like, all you need to do is, you know, make babies and have babies in a country and you're going to be fine. Yeah. So, 
There's a there's a golden rule for you. Chris That's has a got an to anchor wife. Yeah, your wife yeah. and your kid are your anchor, Chris, and he's exactly. Yeah, time I'm, I'm, I'm extremely anchored. Yes, yeah, he's not made, he's not taking any risks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When I lived in Scotland, I obviously I got to come over to Northern Ireland a couple of times, mm. and the Giants Causeway mm. is one of the most fascinating things that exist on the planet. How far did y'all live from there, or do you live from there? Well, it depends how fast you drive. Fair. Uh, but maybe maybe 70 minutes, 80 minutes. Oh, so not far at all. So that yeah, like was just was a part of your life growing up. Yeah, it's kind of it's one of the weirdest things now about living in in Nashville. Uh, it's an amazing city, Nashville, but uh we don't have one of the seven natural wonders of the world just sitting <laughs> we on don't. Our, I'm on sorry our to tell you we don't have one, no. Yeah, um, and that's just kind of that, that was our normal. So mm-hmm. whenever we started touring, we kind of we started off having having a very low appreciation for Northern Ireland, and it's grown. The more yeah. that we've toured, we've realized, yeah. huh, this is actually a great spot. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, and nobody, and it's not expensive either. You yeah, know, so it's best of both worlds. Well, I mean, we have house. the Ryman here, but that's all we've got. That's true. The Ryman, Ryman might be the closest thing we have. That's yeah, they fun. have us there every uh, every now and again. It's been five years since the last time we were there, and I think Gareth wrecked their floor. <gasps> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. But uh, they, don't tell them. <laughs> they, <laughs> have, uh, they have this really nice staging, obviously, uh, that's been there forever. Yeah, and forever. They have lots Millennia. of warnings. <laughs> they have lots of warnings about their staging, but Gareth has instruments that uh, don't cooperate. Yes, yeah, and you know, sometimes you got to give the people what they want and live in the moment and not worry about the potential antique damage that might incur afterwards. So I mean, that's what, happened. what kind of instrument do you have that, is there something, is there some instrument that isn't a normal, everyone else takes on the stage instrument? Yes, there is, yeah, it's uh, called, it's called the Jingling Johnny, and <gasps> that's not a joke, but that's, that's its name. Someone um, asked me where they can get a Jingling Johnny. One of the questions that our AFD Week in Review subscribers asked is, where do you get a Jingling Johnny? I didn't know well, what that was. You know, three years ago, I would have said you can buy one on the jinglingjohnny.com, which my wife and I set up and we made about 100 of them. <gasps> and then after making 100, we realized this is just too much hassle. So. Yeah. I don't know where you can get one. You could maybe go to Mordor and yeah. see if they could forge one from the fires there. <laughs> or, Will you describe uh, it? What is it? It's basically a stick with pie pans and bells and things like that. And you bash it off the ground and it's got springs. You hit it with a stick. And it's the sort of thing you might imagine some sort of street performer who didn't have very much money in his hat uh-huh. was using to try and get some attention. Yeah. Mostly for attention seekers. Uh, It's an attention seekers uh, instrument. So if you don't feel like you have the musical talent, but you want the appreciation from people that you feel you deserve, uh, that's the instrument for you. I was picturing the guy from Mary Poppins wearing Uh, it. It's close, yeah. yeah the one man band thing. We we tried that one time as well. Um, We've done that, yeah. Varying, <laughs> varying degrees of success. <laughs> Listen, you got to work with what you got. Yeah. You got an accent, and you got a guy with crazy instruments. Yeah. So you must have so. really had a night at the Ryman if you ruined the stage with a stick. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, yes. But well, yeah. we just didn't get to experience much of the after party. That was all. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, okay, we'll just we're head go. on. Yeah, we're going to yeah. go ahead. I think, I think Keith Getty did something to your stage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Keith Getty, <laughs> can't trust. Can't trust a guy who rides in Christ alone. That's, that's right. Tell me what's similar about Nashville and where you're from in Northern Ireland. What, why is it mm. a good fit for y'all to live in both places? That's a really good question. I think I could jump in and say... The fact that it is a city, but it's not a city, yeah, is something that's very similar to Belfast, where we're a city, but like we're not a real city. And that's a lovely thing about Nashville. I know it's growing and it's getting mad, and there's loads of uh, foreigners like us <laughs> coming in and putting the house prices up. You yep. know, people people with beards pushing their kids around <laughs> the neighborhoods and all those terrible things, drinking hipster beer. But... Uh, the really nice thing about Nashville is that it does feel like a small town. People are friendly. Um, uh, people chat to you. Uh, it kind of reminds us of home. The weather's quite, you know, bar June, July, August, which we call obviously the hell of the, yes. uh, you know, hell season. It's yeah. not even summer. Um, bar that, the spring and the the autumn are really quite similar and the winter, mm-hmm. you know, so... It kind of does feel, doesn't it, Chris? At wintertime, yeah. you feel like you could be in Northern Ireland, except there's no Cadbury's chocolate. Yeah. It's a little bit like, it's the fantasized version, it's the romanticized version of the way I think Ireland is in the winter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of the way, yeah, the, like the way you look on a webcam, you know, you it, it like flattens all your pores. It's a bit like that. Nashville <laughs> is, the, is the webcam over, <laughs> over Northern Ireland. Um, <laughs> I would say as well, one of the things about Nashville that's really similar is that the conversation as you walk around the streets is kind of like, what do you play? Yeah. <laughs> um, which is the same in Northern Ireland. Like everybody Hi. is a creative of some, uh, to some degree. Well, it's, we're so bored. There's not everything's closed after 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if you don't make your own entertainment, there is none. Yeah. One uh, kebab so shop. I, I yeah. feel like that's really similar. Uh, like everyone, uh, everyone you meet in a shop or whatever, uh, everyone's creating something. I think it it lends to this amazing atmosphere of a city that just really values art and really values beauty. What part of town do y'all, y'all don't have to give us your address, but what part of town in Nashville do y'all live in? I'm in Green Hills. Oh, oh, we are. Ooh, wow. I, well, listen to my you're, accent. You should have known from my accent I was posh, right. you guys. You're way up. You're way up the Titanic decks. Uh-huh. You're like with Thomas Andrews. I yeah, told you I are. lived in Edinburgh. I lived in Morningside. You'll have had your tea. I know. I'm posh. That is fancy. That is, we're in. We're in the east. Okay. Yeah. Of course mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, yeah walking around with are. beards and drinking yes. local beer. Where are you pushing your kids? Beards and beer is yeah, basically how beards, beer, and babes. It's yeah. the only place. You see, you know, East Nashville is the only place where you see these guys standing there and their kids are playing on a playground and they're drinking some beer with yeah. their big beards. Yeah, That's you're, just right. What you you're right. <laughs> you're exactly right. Okay, now, have y'all heard of Rock and Roll's Cinnamon Rolls? No. Okay, Tell us more. it's these. Well, I the reason I know about them is they're over in East Nashville is where I pick them up. Yeah, and it's this is leading me to my next question to y'all. It's two people that used to have road jobs before 2012, 2012, right? Before 2020, and now that they don't have road jobs, they are making cinnamon rolls, and they're amazing. Oh my goodness! But you haven't this, had them yet. 
No, well, we do cinnamon Saturdays. I'm a big believer in in the pastry uh-huh. uh, in our house. So we have donut Fridays, cinnamon Saturdays, <laughs> and croissant Sundays, <gasps> and it is out of control, but it's quarantine. So, but we're just getting those wee, you know, those wee fancy ones you get from Trader Joe's yeah. or whatever. You, the miracle of America is when you pop the tin and it pops open. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. You guys, honestly, you're changing the world one pastry. <laughs> Wait, at a time. we don't. You don't have those. Did you hear me? I'll say we don't have those in the UK. How close we do, do I feel? We do not. Do we not? We do not. We do not. Huh. I don't you're, remember. You're, yeah, it is you're amazing. Inventing things, you get to the moon first, <laughs> and you're putting, you know, and those cookie things that you pop in the oven. Yeah, no, never had those. No. Okay. Well, I'm gonna need to set you up with some rock and roll. Rock and rolls, cinnamon rolls Rock this weekend. Rock and roll, cinnamon rolls. Yes, yes. and it's an it's an East Nashville thing. And I just was so impressed with them finding a thing to do when they weren't on the road that that still That's made amazing. a way for them to like have an income. They're amazing. I'll get them to both of y'all this weekend. You just hang are on. You, are you are you trying to imply that Chris and I should have come up with a side job to try and make money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our jobs don't exist. <laughs> yeah. I did try to make donuts one day, and they were relatively tasty, but I don't think anybody would have paid for it's them. It's really <laughs> challenging. It's very yes. challenging. Yes, to is. make donuts. So tell me, that's what I would love to ask you. During the time, I mean, you spent three months in Northern Ireland. One of the things I'm hearing from a lot of my friends, and myself included, because I'm off the road too now, is there are other friends who aren't the musicians, the guitar techs and the tour managers. And and, and tell me what you're experiencing with these friends of ours who don't have a job right now. Like, what's it been like for y'all and for your crew and being all the way off the road for eight months, nine months? I mean, it's... It's devastating yeah. uh, for everything that we're doing. We always have felt like this has been way more about family and people than it has been about making music. And it's it's pretty heartbreaking to not be able to do this together. That, that mm. This has been, for 10 years, we've been building this family of people who see each other every day before they brush their teeth and wander about a venue every morning. And yeah. now it's kind of like, oh my goodness, is there even going to be is this dream that we've kind of been building for this time? Is it even going to be realistic into the into the future? It's been a real time of kind of trying to craft what you can from from the ashes of all that. And um, you know, one of the the nice things has been that uh, we have been able to support some of our staff during this time, which has been which has been great. And um, and additionally for us, uh, even though. The economic side of things has completely fallen off the edge of the earth. Yeah. It's almost like we're kind of uh, hitting the reset button and we're back to those early days of ministry where there was no money. So what what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> how do you yeah. how do you want to meet people? How do you want to meet people's needs? And and so you're using the internet for all it's worth. We've been doing this thing called socially distant worship club uh, in order to kind of. Uh, kind of stay in connection with people you know uh, people are dying for worship uh, as you can see you know people are you know even risking their health to gather together to worship because it's so important to them mm-hmm. and uh you know we we just want to meet those needs and try to still do ministry in whatever kind of subversive little ways that we can yeah. during the season hey 
Hey, friends, taking a short break from this conversation with Chris and Gareth to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Features. Now that we're all the way up into boot wearing season, it's the perfect time to think about giving friends and family the perfect gift to keep their toes warm and their feet cushioned. For 20 years, the singular focus of the team at Features has been creating an unsurpassed performance sock. A great pair of socks can be the perfect holiday gift for everyone on your list. And with Features, every pair feels like a custom fit. I have the light cushion no-show features, and they're just the most comfortable socks while also being super versatile. They're not super thick, so they slide into boots or into my tennis shoes without ever slipping down my heel, which makes me nuts, and so I'm so happy when I wear them. They're actually designed to match the anatomy of your foot. Okay, get this. There's actually like a left and a right. There's a little helpful L and an R to let you know which foot they go on. And they have zone-specific compression to provide targeted support, whether you're wearing them for cycling or running, plantar fasciitis relief, or just a day that you're going to be on your feet a ton. There's so many styles to choose from. No-show to knee-highs, ultra-light knit to maximum cushion. So there's sure to be some features that are perfect for everyone on your list. You can get $10 off your first pair of features just in time for the holidays. So use the promo code SOUNDSFUN at features.com for $10 off your first pair. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com. And the promo code is sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Chris and Gareth. Yeah, what have y'all learned about God and all this that you didn't know, you know, when you were in Australia? Hmm. What have we learned about God? I I suppose, uh, first of all, what I've learned about what we do, I, in some ways, I've feel like we let the fun of what we do out of it, mm. you know, a good bit. And you forget the whole, our whole message is kind of like there's joy, you know, you know, the joy of the Lord's our strength and pushing all those ideas. And that's something that really sits right with us uh, when we're in the right place. But when you get busy and when you're doing all the things, you just sometimes feel like you've got your head down and you're working hard. Yeah. And, and I feel like this has been a bit of a breath of fresh air where, the idea of of God just being serious, you know, isn't isn't really, isn't even close to the the person that he is. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't really describe all the different personalities. I think that's why there's so much uh, fighting over theology because when one person makes one statement about who they think God is, well, someone else reminds you of another aspect of God, and you're yeah. like, this can just go on all day here, yeah. folks. Yeah, you know. We can all bring up something else. And so that idea of like God being fun, God being joyful, you know, all of that there has kind of, uh, certainly for me, um, in the middle of it all, just looking back and hearing Chris talking, let's say we all get a vaccine and we're, we're out on the road again next year at some stage. I'm just going to really try and enjoy it as much as possible. Mm. I'm going to try and allow um the fun and the creativity and all those aspects about what we do to really try and lead what we do rather than any, any other, any other drive. Yeah. We kind of didn't know we could lose it. Right. I mean, (laughs) we'd have never, if you'd have told me in February that I wouldn't be traveling and speaking or doing live pie, any of this stuff for the whole rest of the year and, and in the foreseeable future, we would have, how different would I have handled 2019? (laughs) 
If I had known, you know, when one of the things I've heard people talking about is the exhaustion of the season, especially getting into the holidays and the year ending and everybody being like, can't wait for 2020 to end. But it's not like life goes back to normal on January 1. Talk a little bit what y'all are experiencing in your lives. If you don't mind, you can always say like, Annie, that's too personal and fine. (laughs) But talk about what it feels like when we don't know the end of this when we don't know when we go back, when we don't know when we get to go to a Ren Collective concert again, how do we, what's resilience look like and what's endurance look like here? Hmm. It's interesting because it does actually always come back to joy, um, which is a weird thing for me to say at the end of a year where, I mean, I've had kind of, for the first time in my life, uh, mental health struggles. I've, yeah. I've been seeing a therapist. I've been, uh, just, just really going through the ringer. Uh, cause this year has not just been the end of touring uh, for me and a big uh, kind of job crisis, but there was other stuff going on in our house as well. Uh, my little boy, Daniel, who's three years old, he was just diagnosed with autism. And so my yeah. wife and I are kind of trying to react to that and also uh, trying to react to the disappointment of not being able to get therapies for him yet because of yeah. COVID still yeah. being around. Right. And so... It's been a, it has been a real challenge, um, but yet at the bottom of that, the answer is joy. That there is uh, that there's a type of persistent joy that has no rooting whatsoever in our circumstances, but is everything to do with uh, who we are, who we were with. <laughs> uh, which I, I believe that because Jesus is with us, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and joy in life. Uh, I believe that even in the darkest valleys, we can still experience this uh, this kind of surpassing joy, mm-hmm. even when there's tears mixed up in the middle of it. And that's, yeah. that, that seems weird, but uh, that's kind of where the endurance comes from for me. It's like every now and again, you just get these like really holy moments of like uh, of God breaking in and you're you find yourself laughing and making jokes about your most dark circumstances in the most Irish way possible. Um, <laughs> and you realize that that's actually kind of, that's where the strength is. It's when yeah. you can't be beaten, when when you still keep smiling through, not in the sense of trying to grit through, but just by finding that there is actually li- life and death and hurt and healing are all mixed up together. Yeah. Gareth, you have thoughts on that? You look like you're thinking. Oh, I just was really enjoying that, you know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a it's been an interesting season. I've I I'm a kind of guy who likes to be busy as well. So for all of you busy bods out there who have felt like you didn't know what to do with yourself, you know, it's been one of those things for me, like productivity is is core to, I guess, who I've always been and things I always like to do. So the lack there, the, the lack thereof this year yeah, <laughs> has yeah. been pretty, has been pretty brutal. Um, couple of things that I guess I've picked up on all of that was, you know, like success and productivity and all of those things are, are really great. But I feel like for my mindset, I get so focused on one idea of, of success, you know, look at something and think, well, that's what I want success in. So that's what I'm chasing after. And if that sort of thing doesn't work out, let's say it is to, I mean, this year was a winter, so, you know, I was going to be very happy that 2020 was a banging year. You know, yeah. we literally played the world, you know, played our biggest shows in uh, in the UK and Europe, played yeah. sold out Australia, you know, played in the US. I mean, we were going to have 11,000 people in our hometown in Northern Ireland. There's a lot 
And then to have that taken away was a real sort of changing and focus for me. Um, and I guess I have decided to st- to not stop trying to be a success or productivity orientated person. That would be a completely wrong decision for the kind of person I am. Um, it's not wrong to want to be successful or be productive or do things. Goodness, that's why we've got breath in our lungs. You know, yeah. we're here to do something. Right. You know. As much as we're here to be, and that's so many times you read that in, in, in Christian books, you know, we're human beings before we're human doings. You're like, that is right, 100% true. But, but goodness, if I, don't, if I don't read the scriptures and see God saying, get out and do something, yes. you know what I mean? Make, make a mark. Don't, don't leave the earth uh, without making a mark. And so for me, it's been uh, then instead of trying to get rid of all of those instincts, which I now believe are God-given and important, mm-hmm. it's, it's now going, well, I need to let them be in so many other areas. You know, yeah. how can I be a successful dad and let that drive who I am? How can I bring success into my life through that? How can I be productive and, you know, making sure that uh, there's people around me who are taken care of or how can I be, you know, <laughs> uh, especially when your kids and your family are around you mm-hmm. and you feel a little bit like you're going under because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and even just in... I've never really allowed myself to have any hobbies. That's been oh, a real wow. like, because it's not really productive. I mean, music is my hobby, and that became my job. Yeah, and and uh, being a being a Christian and doing ministry was literally all I did, and then that became my job. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So just allowing room for hobbies, doing things that seem completely useless, but yeah. are you know, but are successful in the terms of being able to give yourself a new, fresh outlook, being able to re reset your mind, you know, give yourself perspective, um, all of those things. So it's been a it's been a it's been a fun year. I did I did, however, make sure we 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 did our favorite thing of all time this year, yes, which, which is. was we talked earlier, as you know, uh, was the uh, we made a Christmas album. Yeah, that was the only that was my only like, all right, I'm going to need something here for the year. <laughs> I'd also everybody's had a ter- everybody's going to have a terrible year. If we don't bring out something happy to make people smile at the end of this year. You know, what are we doing with ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> the funny <laughs> thing is, uh, Gareth actually is so uh so driven that every year no matter what we've done we could have put out two records but he always wants to throw in the christmas record because that's that's his hobby you see and he wants um so this year was the only year where it was like i can't even say no to this there's there's nothing on the schedule there's no good reason for it right he's finally found his gap that's right Listen, I knew it was coming. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just abided my time. I was just like that, you know, that tiger lion in the mm-hmm. in the grass, yeah, the long grass, biding his time. Yeah. Yes, we let's talk about the Christmas album. But first, I, I do want to say to both of you, I'm really sorry for all the things that had to cancel this year. That does sound like those were some really big and important things. And I feel sadness with you about that. I'm really sorry. That's well, terrible. Thanks, Annie. Thank you. Yeah. You should you should come with us when it comes back on. Why do you come to the Northern Ireland show? Oh yeah, if and you, relive your Scotland days. And Glasgow, <laughs> Glasgow is amazing. But you go where are you playing the, in Glasgow? The the O2 Academy. Yeah, yes. we play there every time. Yeah, I saw Lady A play there. I saw because they came over when I was there. Yeah, and but are y'all not playing Edinburgh? Just Glasgow. It's it's they're not our sort. They're too posh. <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing. The people in uh, Glasgow are I very fun. We're only, getting, 
We did our first ever show in Edinburgh, and to be honest, we would play Edinburgh as well, but yeah. they're just an, an hour from each other, mm-hmm. and we're always worried that if we play there, we'll be risk tickets in the other. I don't I think we would, but uh, I mean, I love Edinburgh. I think it's probably the best city in the UK to amalgamate all of the things. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, that's a good way you to know, put it's it. Got the beauty, it's got the beauty of and the money of the anglicized aspects. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, which Northern Ireland doesn't because they yeah. mostly just burnt down our things. Um, but but it also has it also has the rich Celtic roots and all of that. So I feel like it's it's a good combination. Yeah, I mean every every show I went to, I got on a train and went over to Glasgow. No, except Adele. I saw Adele in Edinburgh, but everybody else I saw in Glasgow. But you got home before 10 p.m. or you were going right, to get yeah. stabbed. You know that's right. You know that's right. I had to text my friends in Edinburgh as soon as I got, as soon as I left the venue and was walking oh, yeah. to the train station. A hundred percent. We've been to McDonald's after the concert. We know what we know what's happening. You know, there. yeah, you get it. Okay, so Jolly Irish Christmas is the title of the album. Which is brilliant. That's exactly what we need, is we do need Jolly. And thank you guys so much for letting us use God Rest You Merry Gentlemen for our whole 12 Days of Christmas as our music. Yay! I know, I'm so stoked about it. Gareth, What the title Jolly Irish Christmas feels easy and understandable, but it doesn't match what we're experiencing in the world. Why did that matter to you to title it opposite of what we're actually experiencing it? Right. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's not like uh, it's not naivety or the fact that we've been removed from struggles. Right. Um, but but more, do we do we need another thing talking about how bad the year's been? Yeah. I don't think so. And yeah. I think Christmas is goodness. My neighbors put up their Christmas tree six weeks ago. <gasps> did they really? I they did. And you know, you would like to judge them, and then you think, you know what? Fair play to yeah. You. Put up your tree whenever you're ready. Fair play to you. Christmas trees <laughs> up and because we need it. And let's remember what Jesus was born into. It's not like Jesus was born into Say a perfect that. time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we had uh there was Roman occupation and lots of things going on. And Jesus was born into a ridiculously dark period in history, um, especially for his people group. And yet on that night, I mean, I, you like to romanticize Christmas and I know it's not all factual. Of course, it wasn't on the 25th of December. And I mean, there's course, a chance. I uh, very, A yeah, one in chance. 365 <laughs> yeah. chance that it was. Yeah. And of course, it wasn't like everybody arrived at the same time. You know, the wise men walk in through the door and the shepherds, and it's just a beautiful <laughs> moment of perfection. But the story and the idea of, of what happens, you know, is just beautiful. Is this Is this thing where... God became man. He stepped into man's struggles. And you think about the sky lit up with the angels. Like that must have been amazing to be a shepherd standing there and just seeing the sky light up. And the message, you know, peace and goodwill to mankind. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we need in a time like this, a year that's been difficult, you know, practically, but politically, uh, racially, every what way. Uh, This has been a difficult year for humanity on planet Earth. But to be able to speak over that, to speak over all of the the discourse and all the fracturedness and all all of those things, and being able to say peace and goodwill to mankind, yeah. you know, joy, and and that's what Jesus has brought into that moment and brought into our moment. So I, I think that's what we want to do. We just want to remind people it's you know 
First of all, the Irish people are world experts in jolliness. That's true. The only <laughs> other guy who is one up on us is from Iceland or or the North Pole. I'm not sure which one. I think you could visit them in either places. That's right. And some shopping malls as well. Um, but uh, but uh, I feel like that's that's the message that we wanted to bring. And we do we do have one song in the record that touches on the year, and um, it was originally called "It Just Doesn't Feel Like Christmas." Oh, um, wow. And then we retitled it because our record label told us it was too depressing. For sure. No Which one, one is it retitled? It's called Emmanuel, You're One of Us. <gasps> with Ellie. Yes, mm-hmm. with Ellie. Yes. Yep. She's lovely. She's a favorite of ours around here. She's fantastic. When you're writing Christmas songs, I mean, because y'all's album is an excellent mix of like songs we all know and we can sing along, like the one they've heard today, God rest you, married gentlemen, and they'll hear all December, but, but. When you're writing your own Christmas songs, is this the first time y'all have done that? What does that mean to you? Like, what does it mean to get to write about the birth of Jesus versus the other worship you write? Oh, good question, Chris. It's definitely <laughs> good question. Passing it off. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just cry when I write Christmas songs, so that's my answer, to be honest. Oh wow! Yeah, it's weird because what you don't want is to write another disappointing Christmas song. Yeah. I, I feel like original Christmas songs are the most unwelcome <laughs> thing ever. That's yeah. right. Nostalgia, like, that's what we want. Yeah. Like, there's kind of a cliche where like a band gets up and they say, hey, do you mind if I play one of my own songs? And most of the year, you know, everybody cheers. and It's like, no, no, go ahead. But at Christmas, it is kind of like, no, we would much prefer that you didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I always go, I always go into it with that mindset where there's sort of a, you really want to grab a lot of nostalgia. It, this is not a time for being, not not a time for blazing a new path musically. Yeah, it's a time yeah. for just locking in on everything that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. Slay bells. It's, it's like rich theology being mixed with. Uh, maybe the least rich music, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like the sweetest, uh, most uh, feel-good music. Um, yeah. And so it is a weird process writing that because right? it's so guided by what it has to be yeah. to be good. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think incarnation songs, I don't really know why. They're, they just happen at, at Christmas. It's kind of one of the most central and important uh, messages of the scripture. That's That's why it's in... John's first paragraph yeah. <laughs> the word became flesh and dwelt among us that that yeah. to me that tells me everything about what I need to know to help me even get through this year which mm-hmm. is that uh, God's not distant watching or kind of moving the chess pieces around yeah. uh, that that isn't how he does things but actually he is Emmanuel God with us now just as much as he was mm-hmm. uh just as much as he was back in that kind of Roman occupation era. He's yeah. he's right in the middle of our election struggles. He's right there on the streets with the people who are protesting. He is he is Emmanuel God with us, feeling our pain just right along with us. And, and I find that so comforting, uh, even maybe more comforting than the idea that God is in control is the idea that, that God feels it with me. Oh, yeah, that's good. What our friends listening know is I, for my daily reading this year, I've been reading the Gospels every month. So mm. I've been looping them since January every month. And and people have said to me, how have you, how emotionally, how do you read like Easter four times every month? You know, like that's, and, but the one that has actually moved me more has been reading Christmas mm. multiple times 
every month and reading about the shepherds and reading about all the experiences and the way Mary's heart, like how much people warned Mary, like Simeon warning Mary, a a sword's going to pierce your soul too. Like Mm. this isn't. And and so I think there's really something about Jesus coming to earth that reminds us that even in his coming, it wasn't promised ease. (laughs) And it wasn't promised a lack right. of problems. In fact, his mom was immediately promised heartbreak. Right. And that, yeah, is, yeah, that yeah. has been helpful. The, you but, know, the idea the idea that God became one of us to put things right um, is so compelling, but also that God became one of us to enter into our struggles. And when you're putting things right, it doesn't mean that you don't have struggles. Yeah. It's always such a... Uh, such a, a like especially for me in my early days of my faith my assumption was if i've got a plus b and i'm if i'm doing my quiet time and i'm you know doing all the right stuff life is going to go well yeah and the the promise um is that life is never going to go well nice. but there's going to be an emmanuel who is walking through it with you who has also struggled with all those things mm-hmm. um i've been thinking a lot recently and you know, writing and penning some lyrics around one of the, what I would say is one of the cheesiest and most sentimental um, ideas about God that brings great embarrassment to me. But that, uh, do you remember, uh, it was a big craze in the 80s and 90s of the uh, the footprints. Oh, um, yeah. Story. Yes. And it was mm. always a bookmark and what everybody. What are you about to tell us? And yeah, well, it was just like this. <laughs> For me, uh, for me recently, that has actually been so helpful. Really, it, it feels like the idea initially was that, uh, well, it made sense to a naive fourteen-year-old. Yeah. And then you go through friends losing babies. You go through uh, real struggles that you could never ever have imagined. You know, close friends dying on motorcycle accidents. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you got to see the horrors of life. You get to see the horrors up close. Um. And and then you look at that. I suppose I would have looked at that cynically. Mm. Um, and it's it feels like recently it's become like this nice refreshing uh, truth, um, something that can sort of you know hold its own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hold its own through those things that, yeah. that actually God does carry us. That He is with us. Um, that we're not alone. And if there was ever a message that we needed to have this year, uh, I think it's that one. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Blend Jet. From workouts to long work days, from shuttling the kids around to crazy busy days at home, Blend Jet makes sure you can get a healthy meal exactly when you want it. Blend Jet is the original portable blender that makes it easy to create a fresh meal anytime, anywhere. Enough with the greasy takeout, you guys, and the unhealthy prepackaged snacks. No matter where you go, if you have your Blend Jet, you're only ever like 20 seconds from a fresh smoothie or protein shake. It can even make cocktails or baby food, salad dressing, and more. Now, listen, y'all, I love a smoothie, but one of the things I love about them is that I can take it on the go. The only problem is that my blender is in my kitchen, which is in my house. You see the issue here, right? So here comes BlendJet. BlendJet is this compact and lightweight. It's around the same size as your favorite water bottle, so you can take it anywhere. And even though it's small, it packs big blender power. The new and improved BlendJet 2 quietly crushes through ice and frozen fruit. Plus, you can use it every day for two weeks 
before charging it with any standard USB port. Literally, it charges, you guys. And Blendjet makes the perfect gift for everyone on your list who's looking to eat healthy and loves owning the latest must-have fitness accessory. Blendjet is the number one blender brand on Instagram with over 17,000 five-star reviews and over 1 million happy customers around the world, including yours truly. Try it risk-free with Blendjet's 30-day money-back guarantee. So just go to blendjet.com slash that sounds fun right now to save an extra 12%, like the 12 days of Christmas. Save an extra 12% at blendjet.com slash that sounds fun. Blendjet.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Chris and Garrett. Yeah, for any of our friends listening that are maybe like new to God or are don't have like a the church thing wasn't a thing they grew up with. It's something yeah. that they've come into later. When you're thinking, when you're talking about Emmanuel, God with us, how do you explain how that feels? Like, how can someone know if they've never known that God was with them? What kind of things do you pay attention to in your body and your spirit? What does it feel like when God is with you? There's there's so much about our lives that we do just not actually think, mm. and. And yeah. um, it's why it's why meditation um, for us as Christians, like reading the Bible, praying those things, it's not to make us holier or to try and it's actually to try and help us connect with this idea of the divine that yeah. there's 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 more to life than the biology and the practicalness of our existence. There's mm-hmm. a metaphysical uh, world out there. There's 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 a whole other dimension that we can't just access by thinking practically. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you sit and you allow those things to actually um, become part of your thought process, um, when you're walking through things, it, you can deal with life, uh, like life's out to get you, mm-hmm. and you can always be afraid and always live in stress and always live in those places. Uh, the idea of God being with you for me is a, it's not like a comfort blanket that, uh, you know, uh, you know that old saying of like religion's like a crutch. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's much harder to actually live as a religious person. It feels like it's a much bigger struggle because you're not lying down and saying, "Okay, life, you win. You're right. There's nothing right. else there." You're actually right. saying no against all the odds and defying all of the things. There is something out there, and there is someone out there, and I'm going to fight for that. I'm yeah. not going to lie down. I'm going to, you know, it's easier. It's easier to not have hope than to have hope. Oh, listen, <laughs> that, that feels so true. Yeah. So I, I guess that's that's been my experience of God is with us, is believing that, uh, still believing in that idea and that, yeah. uh, you know, nihilism and giving up on life isn't isn't a road to go down. It's yeah. That's the easy road. That's the giving up. That's the crutch, yeah. you know, but actually wrestling with the, the, the idea of God being with us is, is the struggle. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Do you have thoughts on that? What does it feel like to experience God? Yeah, I was just I was just thinking there. It's quite a big question. Um, I was thinking how much I actually experience God's presence in just being aware of Him in other people. Mm. Uh, that that tends to be how I know that God's with me. It's these little these little sentences that kind of carry hope and yeah. carry a kind of strength that I know isn't just like kind of the normal chat that I have with my wife, but sometimes she'll say something, it just hits different uh, and sticks with you and winds up becoming uh, 
kind of a, an anchor, something that that keeps you grounded through whatever you're going through. And uh, yeah, I, I just think so often he, he shows up through other people, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing testament to how important it is for us to connect as a church yeah. in whatever way we can in this season. Yeah. We, we still have to hold on to that. I mean, we are we are the body of Christ. Yeah. It's it's his preferred method of uh, of communicating with us is actually through his church. And yeah. so we have to find some way to retain that. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll not experience much of this Emmanuel God with us. Right. I uh, Yesterday, I was standing in my kitchen working on some food, working on food. That's what you do in your what? kitchen. It's called yeah. cooking. It's I called think. cooking. Yeah, <laughs> I was working on food. Food work. <laughs> with the old food I love working work. on food. <laughs> Y'all, we have to hang out in real life. This is very, this is very right. And I was thinking about getting together with my family for the holidays. I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. And so I'm going to my parents' house. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, and, and these three words came to my head. And when I was kind of like, you know how when you're doing food work and you're just like praying or like, yeah. you know, I'm not like praying, but I'm just like talking to God because I don't live with anybody else. And right. so I I was doing the food work and I said to the Lord, will you protect us and collect us and correct us? And mm. I was like, oh, that's it. I want him to protect us from the disease, but I need him to collect us together. And right. when we're somewhere we shouldn't be or when I'm not being as smart about COVID as I need to be, I need him to correct me too. I'm like, protect us, collect us, and correct us. Because I think that the isolation of this, I mean, I actually just heard on a podcast this morning on The Daily that all of Europe is shut down again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just don't know if, if people of faith don't go out of their way to see each other in some way, that is a big loss. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. The the idea of going into a lockdown again just seems pretty, pretty brutal, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all see my personality. We've been friends for forty three minutes. You think I like being by myself? <laughs> no, <laughs> I well, was not built got, for this. <laughs> at least you've got that guy God when you're doing your that's food work. Right, that's right. right. <laughs> Yeah, right yeah. There. When you're doing your avocado mechanics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we just have Alexa in our house. She talks to us a lot. You know, she's telling us, you know, there's a timer going off. Yeah, you can her, ask her for you know. jokes. The Lord's yeah, like, you- I've got to bring her husband because she talks to me too much now. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Lord's exhausted with me. <laughs> I know. I, t- I tried to tell my four-year-old who has a bit of a, you know, he's going to speech therapy at the minute. Yeah. You know, his L's are all W's. And, oh, you know, so cute. And, and uh, I tried to tell him son you're learning to talk properly so a waxer will understand <laughs> what song you want to play next on Spotify. you know <laughs> oh that's so cute yeah, okay yeah, but yeah. gareth are your kids do they have a nashville accent or do they have a northern irish accent or are they another thing it's hard to say i wouldn't say they had a nashville accent because there's nobody in nashville who's from nashville well, anymore true not me neither. I'm from Georgia, so me neither. Right. Yeah, but I would say uh, they have more American leanings. Or yeah. certainly our oldest. Um, he goes to school here. He sounds more American. We he goes, uh, like all our phrases. We correct him every time he says it wrong. Uh-huh. You know, and and the other two sound more Northern Irish. They do, but it, you know the funny thing is in Northern Ireland, and Chris will testify to this in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland. Um, when kids are growing up before they go to primary school, which is what, four or five years of age, they all have wee English accents because they're watching Peppa Pig. Oh, it's 100% sure. true. Daddy, uh, daddy, yeah, daddy, daddy. And then they come back and they're like, all right, daddy. 
Hey, Bertie, <laughs> hey, hey, Bertie. That's when they come back from school. But but before they go to school, they all have that. So all it seems to be whenever they, they get in groups together, they figure out their accents more. Oh, that's brilliant. Chris, does your son have an accent? Um, well, he was doing the Peppa Pig thing for a while there. Which is totally throwing it. Um, yeah, it's kind of like it's anti-speech therapy. Right. Because he's like, he, he's caught between Daniel Tiger and Peppa Pig and me and, uh, and his mum. So yeah. That, that's that's four accents right, right. there. That's that's a lot of be, accents. I mean, what is he meant to do with vowel signs? I still haven't worked it out. I just have the one vowel. Right. Y'all don't yeah, even have it exactly vowel, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dear Americans, he's saying vowel. Just so you yeah, know, yeah, that's, that's the word vowel. he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, okay. Is there anything? Oh, let me ask you. Can I ask you two quick questions that yes. our friends wrote mm-hmm. in? One of them, as long as we're talking about ba- kids, this is a great one. Hannah is Irish. She just moved to the States and she is pregnant with her first baby. So oh, she congrats. says, what advice do you have for an Irish girl embarking on raising kids in the U.S. that love Jesus? That matters to her, too. Whew. Wow. Well, definitely bring your chocolate with you. Yeah, bring the Cadbury with you. Yeah, you need to have yeah. an empty suitcase right. that is just literally for your expat chocolate uh-huh. mood. Uh-huh. Um, so so you go to British, British Corner Food or BritishCornershop.com. Uh, yeah. You will pay an astronomical amount, but you, you can But I can get, get my millionaire shortbread there, so. You can, and yeah. you can get your heroes and celebrations at Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and for all of you folks here listening who don't know what they are, just go and buy You're some. Lost. yeah. And you you can thank me later. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's a good, that's a good one. Any others, Chris? You were on a roll there. I feel like... Americans are really good at uh, at cultivating their faith, <laughs> so mm. I think I think that side of things is going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just a that's a that's a global that's a global issue, um, and we're all we're all doing equally well on that yeah. one. So uh, no stress, um, but there's no harm in staying connected to those uh, little roots of of Celtic spirituality either. Yeah, um, and never stop calling yourself Irish. For goodness sake, right. Yes, um, and, and and let people know whenever they say I'm Irish, uh, and then you say, "Oh, where are you from in Ireland?" and they say, "Well, my great great grandfather was from Cork." Just feel free to say, "Well, you're not actually Irish, then you're actually American," <laughs> and that's still okay. It's still a real country. As a matter of fact, it's a superpower, and it's the most influential country in the world, so it's yeah. okay. You're American. Yeah. That's all right. You can blame like Ancestry.com for that because yeah. now we all know so much about where we came I from. Know. Goodness, it's not like we're going, we're Vikings. Well, the problem is you we're know? all mutts, right? We're all mutts. Every American yeah. friend you have is a mutt. We're made of like eight different nationalities. And so when we get a 54% Irish, well, we are. <laughs> now we are Irish. And now I mean, we know. You, you got to remember, you got to remember Ireland wasn't just, you know, we're not just Irish in Ireland. They came over. Those Vikings came mm-hmm. over and yeah. killed our men and did things to our woman. And so they procreated themselves from Sweden. You know what I'm saying? So, but we're not walking around saying we're Swedish. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, but but that's a side note. I would say Hannah, good work, good luck to you, and um, you know, just teach them how to speak properly. <laughs> a couple of TV shows that are going to help you out. Yeah. Dairy Girls. Dairy, Dairy Girls. I had to Dairy watch Girls. it with subtitles, and I lived there. I had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, they're it's a dense, very, very realistic 
uh, Irish uh, sitcom. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that'll that'll keep you rooted. If you can still understand Derry Girls, you're fine. Yeah. You don't need to go back. Yeah. Father uh, Ted Christmas specials is probably a good true. one. Did you ever watch Father Ted there, no. Connie? Oh goodness, you are you're missing the greatest days of your life. Is it on Netflix? So can Father, I still watch it? Father Ted. I don't know where is it on. Oh, Netflix? Uh, it's on UK Netflix for sure. Even if you have to pay twenty, I will post you the twenty dollars for you to buy the DVDs, uh, which I'm sure they're in some secondhand bookstore. Right. It was it was an Irish sitcom in the uh, in the nineties of three Catholic priests uh, on a remote island in Ireland. Who, um, one of them just was in the corner drinking whiskey the whole yeah. time. And um, it's very, very funny. Okay, I, but that's that's uh, and, kind of right up my alley. You're like, yeah. I love, I will love watching that. Yes, it's slightly yeah. offensive. So anybody who watches it and feels offended by it, I just want to say it's Irish, and <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, I, I didn't even bother putting a disclaimer on Derry Girls. It's obviously it's <laughs> right. It's yes, trial, but it, it it is what it is. Yeah, I, it I, is. I don't know how to help. And you're also yeah. like, direct your complaints to Annie. And that's what they'll do. Yeah, so oh, you'll yes. be fine anyway. Yeah. You'll not be fine. Fault. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not our fault. You had us on the podcast, so it has to be our responsibility. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, before we go, how do y'all feel about international soccer and Premier League? Like, did y'all watch Ted Lasso? I well, I loved, loved Ted Lasso. Loved it. But real football, not so much. No, I, I but just Ted like Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. That's, yes. Man, isn't he the coach that we all wanted oh. to have in all life? Yes. So good. Do you know, I love, though, I feel like sometimes you guys in America have a real uh, chip on your shoulder with how you're viewed internationally. Like, yes. you're embarrassed sometimes. Yeah, that's you a good You know, read. in movies, sometimes the Americans are shown as, like, the loud and crass and, you know, all of those things. So I thought the show was lovely because, like, the English people are the ones who are mean, and he's just yeah. a lovely salt-of-the-earth yeah. southern guy. You know, he's just, like, a real good dude. And I felt like that was a really good show at, because when we came to America, uh, our um, our experience has probably been 99% positive with uh -huh. the people we've met. You know, so I, I always like to say to Americans, be proud of your country and your yeah. nationality and who you are as people because you're, you know, really great people. Yeah. And Ted Lasso really shows that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually met Ted Lasso like about 15 times while right. we've been on tour. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yes. uh, who, I actually did stand behind him in line uh, last time I was in London to go to this breakfast spot. I didn't know who he was because he had the moustache. So he's obviously recording. Oh, Ted Lasso. You met him while he was filming Ted Lasso? Apparently so. Why didn't you leave? I didn't know I'm sorry, Chris, that is Barry in the lead, brother. That's Wait, important. Be That's the first thing you should say to people when you meet them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But I think I feel like Ted Lasso is a real character. He's a real guy that I meet, like who's the youth pastor at yep. churches in like yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, he's uh, usually like the guy family just pastor. Bends over backwards. He's yeah. not cool right. enough to be the youth pastor. He's the family pastor. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's more like it. Yeah, yeah. There's a sweater and yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. the mustache. But everybody yeah. loves him. Everybody loves him because he's the best guy in the building. Yeah, and he makes yeah. great shortbread. Apparently, yeah. you apparently. can see that every episode. Mm -hmm. I want that recipe. I know. Bad. I for know. Christmas, can we need that in our lives for Christmas? How do we ask them for that? We should just get on Twitter and ask because Ted Lasso's on Twitter, 
And all right. of them are on Twitter. And every time I tweet about it, Jason Sudeikis likes my tweets, but it's not because I'm me. It's because he likes all the tweets about Ted Lasso. So we just need to b- bombard him with an ask for that recipe. Well, there you go. That's, that's the job for today. If we're looking for success for today. That's it. That sounds like the success we that's chase it. after. Okay, last question. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Um, nope. Okay, here's Chris? my very last oh, one. No, Chris, I, I just wanted to talk about everybody's opinion about politics. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. That's on, the, that's on the second hour that people have to pay for. That's a different yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me yes. what y'all are doing for fun. Okay. Um, I have... Uh, oh, sorry. No, no. I want to know yours first so I know how appropriate to be. <gasps> so I have <laughs> I've been in contact with somebody who uh, who had the coronavirus, so I've had to be in lockdown for the last yeah, little while. Yeah. Um, and so I have this little tiny NES classic, the Nintendo Entertainment System. And so I've been playing uh, the games of 1982 oh. through 1990 uh, pretty much nonstop uh, for the last little while. So I'm, I'm just like knocking out Galaga and... <laughs> And like all the little, uh, all the ones that aren't even as famous as Galaga, but are exactly the same. I've kind yeah. of, I've even started diving into those. So that, that's what I'm doing for fun right now is playing ancient fun. Nintendo games. You better not be playing Mario 3 without me. That's still on our list. No, I haven't. I haven't touched it. That's good. That's <laughs> a- <laughs> We've tried to complete it uh, two times. You know, we were when we were on the Australian tour, yeah. Ali wasn't on it. So we had a lot of time together. Yeah. And we tried that. We, we didn't do it. We tried to do it seven years ago sitting in uh, in our manager's basement, I think, yeah. and, and we had weeks with nothing, do, couldn't do it. So that's good to know. Uh, what am I doing for fun? I'm embarrassed about what I'm doing for fun. Um, I took up golf. That's great. That's very well, Irish and Nashville. Yes, 100%. There's a, there's a, um, a small course at the bottom of, of the road that I can walk to. Yeah. And um, it's not fancy and it costs $10 to go around. And uh, there's more leaves on the, uh, on the, on the green than anywhere else. You know, you can't actually <laughs> putt. You can't currently putt at the minute. Um, but I've started doing that and it's very, it's been a real humbling experience for me because uh where we grew up, golf was for posh people. Yeah. So I've had to like, like Chris. Deal with, yeah, like sure, Chris. I, oh, I'll, totally. You can I'm, imagine him out there. Just I'm too golf. posh for golf. I was just. Oh, in, you was over, just in the, you overshot. Yeah, you yeah, passed yeah, yeah. posh level. Okay, he, got, 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 got. he was playing polo. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> it's not his horse. But that's not where you take your horse to play golf. <laughs> oh, that's next level. <laughs> uh, but that's what, that's what I'm doing for fun, and it's great fun. Yeah, Out you've got a sunshine. great weekend for it too. The weather's supposed to be awesome. Yeah, for the rest I've been of this week. Trying to get out so much. Yeah. Good for the head base. Good for fun, and also playing with the kids. Yeah, um, we. Uh, it, it's 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 good having um, uh, Chris talking about playing Nintendo. Been playing the Switch. Yeah. With my eldest a lot, and it's it's getting good now. He's actually quite good at it. Yeah, you have to put the time in because they're frustratingly terrible when you start <laughs> playing with them. And of course, my dad of that generation never played a game. No. You know, they didn't know what a computer game was. No, but I really do know yeah. what a computer game was. <laughs> so it's it's a hard on ramp, but you just gotta suck it up and be patient. Right. Well done. All right, those are both very good answers. To full A plus for me on that. <laughs> Woo! Well thanks. done. Um, you guys, thanks for making time. Thanks again for letting us use God rest you, Mary Gentlemen. I hope everybody grabs Jolly Irish Christmas. What a great album. Y'all are y'all are easy to be fans of. So thank you.
Thank Thanks you. And sorry that it's a song that's not very gender inclusive. That's but, all right. Uh, we didn't write it. We no. were going to change it to, uh, to what would we say, Chris? Gentlefolk. <laughs> <laughs> but it ruins all the rhymes. It's it does. It messes up so, all the rhymes. We'll yeah, survive it. Yeah, we'll it's it. inappropriate after a while. I can't think of <laughs> yeah, that much. Yeah, no, but but make sure that uh, God rest you married uh, gentle ladies as well. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yeah, very good. Oh, friends, did you laugh as hard as I did? How great are these guys? My gracious, I like them so much. And I just am, from the thoughtful answers to the hilarious answers, I'm so here for Rend Collective. Are they our new favorite band? Maybe. Make sure you get a copy of their new Christmas album called A Jolly Irish Christmas, Volume 2. And follow them online if you don't already. Tell them thanks for being on the show. And specifically, thanks for letting us use their version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen for this holiday season on the podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation with Chris and Gareth, I have a hunch you'll also enjoy Phil Wickham and Melinda Doolittle from last year's 12 Days of Christmas series. So be sure to check them out. Remember, for the last few years, we've had 12 Days of Christmas and Christmas parties with a lot of episodes talking about this season. So if you want to go back and listen to all of them, they are all there for you every year in December. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, T-S-F, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday as we kick off the 12 days of Christmas 2020 with the big guy himself, Santa Claus. We'll see you guys on Monday. Monday.